Support for For The Players, the pop culture as PlayStation podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FTP at au.manscaped.com. If my math is correct, and it might just be, that's about 8 million balls. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast. With over 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years, that game's meaning commandment. Thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, you can. Come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening to us on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are listening on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, comment below. I and Devin answer every single comment. For the next part. If you want to support us financially, you can by heading over to patreon.com slash popculturist, as well as our merchandise top popculturist.com slash shop, where you buy shirts and other assorted shit without logos on it. Or you can help support the brands that help support us just like Manscaped. So if you head over to au.manscaped.com, use the promo code FTP, save yourself 20% off and get free worldwide shipping. We'll have more to say about that later. How are you, my friend? Not too bad. Not too bad. We were saying before, you've got a bit of, you're a bit of a sick household. Your child is being a bit cranky. Yeah, so we, we went out for our family flu shot on Friday, um, as one does. Uh, it was originally just Ali and I had booked in to get ours done. And they're like, hey, is there a reason why you're not getting your kid done? And we're like, well, is she, she too young for a flu shot? Like, what's the dealio? They're like, no, nah, as long as she's over a year old, she can have the flu shot. She'll just need another one in four weeks' time as like a booster type thing. We're like, yep, cool, no worries. So we all got, we all took the jab, and uh, now Hadley's got a runny nose. <laughs> so I was up with her all night last night. Gross, because she was tossing and turning because she still likes to sleep with a dummy yeah. in. So she was like choking herself out and can't <laughs> breathe through her mouth and can't breathe through her nose. So she kept waking up, and it wasn't fun. It's never fun having a sick kid. No, no, not at all. I mean. It's not fun being sick yourself, but it, it's worse when, when your kid's sick. I yeah, it's, it's mostly because, I think, well, we've talked about this before, like, they didn't realize. Mm. They just don't, they're just like, why can't I do the things I want to do? The things I normally do, I can't do. Dad, what the fuck is this? I mean, she's been pretty good. Like, every time she needs her nose wipe, she'll come up and be like, get a tissue and wipe her nose. So at least she's, she's you know, yeah, at that stage where she's like, I have to clean this up because otherwise it's going to get nasty. But well, done. seeing as like, you know, when you go to like daycares, kids are just like fucking gushing snot down their face. It's like, bleh, like not even yeah. giving a poo. So to have Hadley go, mm, sorry, mm, yeah, for me, she's like dad, my schnoz, <laughs> is uh, a, a vast improvement uh, compared yeah. to most children. So I've been asleep all day, pretty much. So, yeah. 
which is good because I got to work tonight. That's so. good. <laughs> See, fun. I have had the probably the most broken sleep I've had in a very long time over the last mm. like week, and maybe last week or before. I don't know. I think I talked about it last week, but I don't recall. So there's something in my fucking roof. <laughs> so originally, I thought it was mice. And it was mice because like, I heard them squeaking like fucks. So we carpet bomb. I think I talked about this, but I think I talked about this. We carpet bomb the roof with, roof with bait. And I'm pretty sure I heard them die because there was like hard screaming and it felt good in my heart. Um, but over the last week. It is going to destroy us next week. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, over the last week, things have gotten a little bit louder up there. And as I've been driving around town at mm. night, I'm seeing a couple of dead possums on the side of the road. I'm seeing some possums activities hanging off the hanging off the the, the loud, power lines and stuff. And uh, there's possums on my roof. <laughs> Just not very the lead. There's I'm pretty sure there's a possum in my roof because what could be mice isn't is too loud. It sounds like there's a Shetland pony galloping around my my roof. It's bad. Or it could be three mice in a trench coat. Is what you're yeah, saying. it could be. <laughs> it could be three mice in a trench coat. It's very possible because it is loud as shit. So I hit up my real estate agent and I was like, "Hey, look, I don't know what's going on in my roof. I'm, it's either mice or it's a possum. I have baited the roof in case it's mice, but if it's a possum, they can cause a lot of damage. Can like, what do you need me to do? Like, is it something that I should look at? Is it something that you guys look at?" And they're like, hey, if it's mice, you just got to do what you got to do. If it's not, well, we'll send someone out to have a look and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. The dude looked up in the roof. He's like, that roof is tight as fuck. Like, because it's like a really sharp point. So there's not a lot of room in there to move. He goes, look, I, the best I could do is I whipped a bunch of bait everywhere. It doesn't look like, like I can see mice droppings in the roof. So yes, you've had mice now. I'm like, well, I know that. Um, <laughs> he goes, like, I'm not seeing any, like, it's difficult to see if there's a break-in point for like for the possums, et cetera. But yeah, well, I've, I've put enough bait in there to like fuck everything up. So if there does happen to be a possum in there, it will eat the bait. The bait will make them think they're thirsty. They will then leave the house to go seek water and just die. And I was chatting to a friend of mine and then I got a message from them. They were like, hey, you know, how that's fucking morbid, right? Well, what do you mean? They're like, they come in to the place they think is nice and safe and warm. Like, hmm, this is nice. Then they leave and they go, ooh. I'm thirsty. I'm going to get a drink. And they go outside and just go, and there's a fucking die. <laughs> like, if you look at it that way, yeah, but it's not in my house, so I don't care. <laughs> so, and then today, like today, my, my big task, um, I, I, I got up early-ish, uh, recorded a show as I recorded a guest spot on uh, the DualSense podcast. So they're another PlayStation podcast based out of the US. Go check them out. They, they themselves just hit 100 episodes as we celebrate 250 and or eight years of the pop C, um, you know, they've hit 100. So that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. And then I was like, Oh, I'm going to go up on the roof now. So while it's like starting to rain, it's a bit windy here. I'm hacking this giant bush. That's, uh, at my, at my, the front of my house. Cause I'm pretty sure that's how they get in. And as I pull the fucking bush down, there's those little possum nesty things in there. I'm like, you fuckers, you were in this bush. Goddamn knew it. So I poked the fucking nest a whole lot and disrupted them. You know, like I'm the alpha possum here. That's what they I needed to make sure that my dominance was was known. It was asserted. This house has, one, has room for one possum and that possum is me. 
And granted, I didn't fall off the roof, which is an improvement, especially as someone that has a pretty pretty good fear of heights. But thankfully, I planned it out just nicely. So by the so when I got up onto the roof, my Ritalin had kicked in hard enough that my my normal anxiety response for uh, for uh, heights kind of not there. My brain was able to rationalize, going, "Yes, heights are scary, but you are fine." I'm like, "I am fine." And then I hacked the fuck out of a bush, and then I realized that. I don't have the the appropriate tools because they've got real thick branches or whatever. So I just hacked as much as I could. And now I've got to go to Bunnings and buy a saw and probably get some scaffolding because like I can tack. And then I was like, all right, cool. Ooh, it's starting to rain a bit heavy. I probably should get down. So as I turn around, I realize on the other side of my house is this another fucking tree. Looks just as intense as the one I'm just hacking. I'm like, God damn it. I'm gonna have to hack that tree too. And it's not even fucking green bin. What a, look at me listing off my first world problems. It's not even the green bin. I, and I just filled the green bin with lawn trimming because I cut my lawn for the first time in a month. So I'm like, uh, I got this fucking tree. What do I do? Can I burn it off? Nah, turns out you can't burn shit in residential properties, which makes sense. But like, it's inconvenient to me right now with a giant stack of fucking bush that I need to get rid of. That's my week. That's actually kind of that's not that's not my week. That's just my day. <laughs> Been a roller coaster of a day. And then I sat down and I I painted some miniatures for the first time in seven months, something like that. Good good time. So I sat down. I painted a Colossus mini, you know, X Men, one of the mutants. Um, yeah, and I thought I was hoping that it would you know zen me out and sort of you know be comforting and and nice. And I felt nothing. So, um, but I have a mini. That that's cool. So yeah. Swings and roundabouts. Played any games this week? Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, a, a couple. Sorry, the noise gate kicked into <laughs> a nice, uncomfortable silence. I saw you chuckle, but... Mm. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, I'm obviously still uh, plugging away at Destiny 2. We're now in week two of the new season. Uh, so again, that week-to-week storytelling, I jump on a weekly reset, knock out the story missions. Um looking forward to seeing where they're where they're going to take it it's very interesting at the moment slowly getting that power power level rise back doing all that stuff i'm still doing the diablo 2 grind for for seasonal content there uh i jumped into diablo immortal this week that oh that's on, on pc mobile, now mobile and pc see this is insane because i could have sworn that game was out already it's fine um if you're a fan of diablo 3 this this is very similar to that well you love um, diablo 3 yeah, it it's kind of predatory in its pay-to-win aspects. Um, I haven't spent any money on it yet. I don't think you need to, um, but it is a, a slog if you don't, <laughs> like most things that are pay-to-win. Um, and then other than that, you know, just the same. I, I dove back into Immortal Phoenix Rising for a little bit to try and knock that out of my backlog. I still don't remember how to play that game properly. Did you start it again might, or you just... I, th- I think I'm going to replay the tutorial level ah. so I can remember how to play the game. Um, and I have checked out... And I played a little bit of Skate 3. Nice. That's, that is an interesting list. Just for... Yeah. Just for like, um, old time sake. Much like I said last week, uh, Sniper Elite has just completely fallen off my radar because the, uh, the, the the ballistic nut shots have kind of just not as funny as they did were. It to, like, like, yeah, did it to sensitize <laughs> you real quick? You're like, ah, oh, I've lost interest now. Yeah, pretty much. That's not good. <laughs> Which is a shame. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, like, I, I myself haven't played a lot of games this week. 
um, as as pretty much the trend at the moment. As I'm just trying to to find things to to fill me with joy. Um, so like I I did pull up the boot up the console and I was like, eh. So I played a little bit of this game called uh, this game called Game Dev Story. So it's it's this. I originally played it on my phone. It's by this company called Kyrosoft. And they essentially do these cool little mobile, like tycoon sort of games. Mm-hmm. I played a handful in my time. Like there was like a Grand Prix story where you had to create like a little grand, like a little uh, racing team. There's Game Dev Story, which is one of all about creating a, a game studio, a game dev studio. There's like a farm ver- farm game version. There's like a mall version. There's a bunch of them. They all kind of play on the exact same aesthetic, but they're fun. They're mindless. I bought it yonks ago with the idea that I'd probably stream it. Never did. I was like, fuck it. I'll play it now. So I jumped into that for a little bit. I was like, oh yeah, cool. And I started to get back into the motions and remembering that. And it was a good kind of checkout experiences, which is what I have normally used those games for. So that was pretty, that, that was a good bit of fun. Um, I think I did a little bit of Red Dead again. I think I did die. I did have a look at the sale in terms of the days of play. And although it's no longer on sale now, which bums me out, bums me out. Cause I was going to buy it. There was that Disney collection, you know, that had like the Lion King and the Aladdin. The Aladdin yeah. Game. Yeah. I, I think I talked about it last week. Did I? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I did end up picking it up and I now regret it. Cause now I want to play it now that I can't play it. But yeah, it's a bummer. But like, yeah, as I said, like this week, it, once again, I've not really been playing as much many games as I want. I just can't seem to find the the pull to to sit and play. I've mind, I mostly have just been in this like end of the day vegetative state where I've just sit and absorb a bunch of pointless fucking YouTube. Or I've I've decided to rewatch that seventy show. Bold strategy. It is a good strategy because it's a fucking good show. It is a good show. Yeah, like even though like it, there there are some questionable things. Like Fez as a character is a little rapey, um, but overall it's still a really good show and it's still very well written and it's very funny. Because um, mm. like, what inspired me was like the the announcement of that ninety show where they're going to essentially soft reboot it in you know them in mm. the thirties. I think I talked about this this as well. This is how little anything has happened in my world. It's just me just day- seeing how where I can go in the next day. Um, well, I mean, I, I caught up on TV this week. I, I ended up watching all of Kenobi or what's out of Kenobi and same with The Boys on Amazon. Yeah, how was how is the Kenobis? It's not bad. Yeah. See, yeah, I haven't watched bad. it yet because I know which one of the... Because, like, the problem that I have is I want to consume something but I don't want to have to fucking think about it because my brain just won't let me at the moment, right? So even then, like Prison Break, one of the shows that I love in- endlessly, I was like, let's watch Prison Break again. I got two episodes in and went, oh, this, this nuts. Wanted me to think, I can't do this. And like knowing, like having, because I wanted something that I'd seen before that I could still just kind of watch mindlessly. But yeah, like the idea of watching Kenobi right now and I have no idea and I don't have to think about it. I'm like, mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been putting, I've been putting off Stranger Things because I know Ali's like maybe I should watch Stranger Things. And I'm like, well, I'm let's rewatch it from the start because I have I don't remember what is going on. <laughs> I have never seen it. I've seen I think maybe but, the first episode. Cause remember the opening was really cool, but I have a feeling that it's going to be a while because she's just started her yearly rewatch of Gilmore Girls. So. Oh shit! Now I could do I could get in on that. Which which she started without me. Oh man! So Millie. Rude. Um, Mike's wife. So her, she loved, loves Gilmore Girls. And when I remember when we first 
got together X amount of years ago. Like she, I'm like, cause she loves action movies and like all these things that aren't Gilmore, Gilmore girls. Right. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. I'm like, how are you enjoying this show? This A, it's not like anything you ever watch. And two, no one talks like this. It's good, but. And then I hated it originally because it just, it was, but you know, she did the same thing. She almost had like a eight monthly year, you know, so she'd get like once every, you know, twice, two times every, three times every two years. And sure enough, I'd watch enough episodes here and there to get the gist of it. And next thing you know, I'm sitting there, I'm watching it, and I've pretty much watched the entire series front to back it's, uh, collectively. And and uh, yeah, Gilmore Girls, it's a show that doesn't wear you down, I say. I, I don't think that's the right word, but like eventually you get there. And I did. I got super emotionally invested. And like, you know, Rory, selfish little girl, like, you know, she she's... To, to sport for her own good, you know, and I really quite like the idea of the, you know, the Netflix series, A Day in the Life, you know, sort of hinting the idea that the entire series is made up. It's like, that's her written version of what, 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 what it was. Cause you know, at the end of the well, day in the life, she hands over the script, the script for what would be the Gilmore girls, because it's amazing how everything just goes incredibly well for her through the whole series. Like that's unrealistic. Everyone, everyone writes as if they've been well written into a story, like no one has that much wit ever. So, and then because even then in the in that day in the life, the wit's not as sharp. I'm like, oh. So when they had that moment, like that fucking conspiracy theory moment, mm, good show, damn good show by the way. And uh, you know what? There's the who's the who's the boy I don't like. We talk, you you Ali and I have talked about this for a while. Yeah, Logan. Fuck Logan. Logan. Mm, mm, mm. Not nah, Jesse. Jesse all the way. Ah. <laughs> uh. Gonna yeah, spark look, the debate. Yeah, there was a small <laughs> there was, when the small window of time at the back end of last year where I lived with, when I lived with Max for a little while. Listeners playing at home. Um, yeah, we had some good Gilmore Girls chats. <laughs> uh, uh, is it on anything? Pretty sure it was yeah, on, on, it was on, on Netflix. Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. maybe I have. To, mm, can I? No, that might be too much sensory information. I don't think I can do that one. Can I do Gilmore Girls? No, I don't think I can. Clearly, um, you just need to rewatch like Family Guy or something. <laughs> something just, just well, that's what that's why that '70s show is landing so good. Yeah. It's just it's just easily consumable, which is great. Speaking of easily consumable, here it's time for an ad read. Now, now, Max, Max, you you've been having fun. Uh, you've been having fun with these ad reads, haven't you? Ah, uh, I try. Oops, hang on, I pressed the wrong button. Uh oh, uh oh, there we go. Hi everyone. All right, this one. So Max, so we get given the little pitch, and he's like, "Hey, here's the ad read for you know, here's what you should the beats you should hit for this one." Oh, I didn't send you the latest one, did I? Did I? Yep, you did. Oh, sweet, cool. Uh, yeah. So then Max kind of grabs it and has a bit of fun with it, just like his front area. Withered Willie Winter is fun. What? <laughs> is is this a is this a Max Cooper original? It is. It is. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Withered Willie Winter is fast approaching. And if you want to be warm and comfortable in your private area, the kings of crutch comfort, fuck it, eh? Manscaped have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. With soft and breathable fabric, it's like having gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch, so you know they are serious. These boxer briefs have a tagless waistband to hug your bo- to your body without digging in and will lay flat against your skin to reduce, reduce chafing. And the best, fe- the best feature, Max, as you and I have discussed before, is the front fly. 
uh, is giving you a quick and easy access to those on-the-go quick bathroom breaks. Because sometimes, you know, you've been around then, you've got to pee right then and there. That that wang hole at the front is uh, is is massive. But if you want to get yourself some sick underpants, you should head over to uh, the website au.manscaped.com. Use, use the promo code FTP to save yourself 20% off and get free worldwide shipping. But that's not all there is, is there, Max? No, Manscaped, however, don't stop there. And if you need to tidy your front lawn like Ryan did today, they have you covered. They're yeah. Generation. <laughs> in case there's possums in there, we probably should do that. Their fourth-generation performance package joined the 4 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FTB, FTP. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. I must admit, it's one of the reasons why I never used to shave my balls to begin with. I cut my face on a regular basis. Why would I want to go near? <laughs> These are not steady hands. <laughs> yeah. No, we're trying to trying to paint minis again today. I'm like, oh no. Because like, like, you know, my blood sugar was all fucked. I'm like, oh no. Like, luckily, I wasn't trimming my balls. That so worked out well. It also gives you the ability to turn on the 4,000 LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Plus, it's waterproof. You can mow, rain, or shine. Which is handy, because when, when I lost power the other day, I was like, man, if only like, I got nothing else left to do, I might have a shower and shave my balls. And I could, thanks to that sweet 4000K LED light. Uh, the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up, top your nose and your ears. These, these nose hair, nose and ear hair trimmer uses the 9000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. It is the most used device in my package. <laughs> in your house. <laughs> uh, I've, got, I've, got some, I've got some nasty, some nasty nose. <laughs> uh, provides, and using their pr- proprietary skin-safe technology, which help prevents nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Manscaped has also moved beyond your down under by releasing their ultra premium collection. This full body collection includes shampoo, body wash, moisturizers, deodorants that will have you smelling sweeter than the autumn air. And not only will the ultra premium collection have you smelling good, but you can feel good about it because all of those products are cruelty free, paraben free, vegan friendly, and dye free. They are best ingredients with zero compromise, and you do smell lovely. I can confirm. I went to the wrestling last night, Renegades of Wrestling here in Melbourne, saw some friends of mine, gave them a hug, and they went, you smell nice. Is that the Manscaped? Like, they know we're sponsored, of course, so they, they were feeding the promo. I went, that's true. I do smell like a freshly shaved ball sack. Hashtag sponsored. And uh, yeah, so for the, if you are interested, you, it does smell good. And the ladies, or well, lady in this case, just just one, just my friend Jem. Hi, Jem. Uh, <laughs> she noticed no one else, just Jem. But yeah, of course, look, in case you haven't heard it already, let's do this thing one last time. You can get yourself 20% off plus free worldwide shipping when you use the code FTP at au.manscape.com. Guess what? I fucking lied one more time. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FTP at au.manscape.com. Make sure you have the best package for your your package and choose manscaped your balls will thank you look you know 
your, your balls weren't the biggest thing that we all witnessed this week, Max. There was something bigger, something more intense, and it was only about half an hour long. And that was the PlayStation State of Play. You know, I'm just going to fucking grab it. I'm just like that ball bag. I'm just going to grab it and run with it. Let's go through these bits bit by bit, Max, because this is the biggest thing to happen this week in PlayStation. Now, we will not be doing them in order of appearance. We'll just be doing them in the order that Push Square put them in their list. <laughs> Because we had a list and we realized that list missed some things We're like fuck so we just pulled up push square But the show did in fact open with this It was the official announcement of the Resident Evil 4 remake It is coming to PS5 Not PS4, PS5 In March of 2023 March 24th I believe the day was <laughs> And uh, holy shit if you want to get me all nip nip hard that is how you open your state of play holy shit does that look good i even though i just played it before village i am so itching to play this again i'm the same uh i think i we've spoken about it many many times in the past uh resident before really didn't need that remake love it's it's still got that arcade control system before they uh went to full action game i guess you could say and um yeah it, it it's well deserving it's awesome that it's coming out so so soon I, I say so soon it's still a year away but it, it's nice to have that that concrete evidence of it's no it's no longer because it made the rumor mill for quite some time and they're like we're doing it with are we doing it when's it coming and now that we've got that solid date it, it kind of gives you something to look forward to uh nice early in the year as well um, hopefully we're not going to have a, another front, uh, stacked front end like we did this year. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's good. It's good to see it. Um, and it's definitely one of the ones that really needed to, to get that remastered love. Well, you're absolutely bang that on. Made love. Cause having, yeah, having played it recently, as I said, on the PS4, like tank controls, the fucking worst, um, they should be gone to history. Thankfully they will be. Cause if there's anything, cause even artistically in, in, uh, stylistically, sorry. And the, just the logo design, because it does fit the remake of 2 and 3. So they're clearly <clears> doing, as we saw in 2 and 3, this is essentially a soft reboot of the mainline Resident Evil games. So they're going to take some of the little hints, from some of the re, the rejiggers in 2 and 3 and bring it into 4. Now, in 3, we did see those cool little, like, uh, uh, creature thingies that, you know, the, the, the infected zombie thingies that come out of the head when you blew them off that we that were known oh, for August. yeah yeah so from f- from four uh so they're, they're already hinting at that, that that a four remake was coming which is awesome uh looking at this trailer it looks great it looks sharp it looks awesome uh so it's it stylistically looks very similar we still see leon kennedy with that same jacket the same haircut like all those little details it appears not to be as brown and gray as the original which is which is cool like i i did like the 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 decisions that were made originally to have it sort of be that color palette but to have some sort of depth, especially when we're looking at, you know, we have high dynamic range and potentially ray tracing, etc. There is a lot more room to have interesting, interesting colors. And, you know, even though uh, Village was very, you know, grays and dark and grimy as well, it still had a lot of like, you know, good light and reflective to it. So I didn't feel as dank uh, as the kids say. Uh, no one says that anymore. But uh, yeah, look, four looks great. Super, super keen. 
super keen and I cannot wait. They did also announce, <coughs> sorry, that it will have some PSVR 2 support, not entirely, just some PSVR support. Um, this is interesting because we, right now, over on the Oculus, they do have uh, Resident Evil 4 completely playable in VR. So it's interesting that this is not, that's not coming across because um, that one isn't a remaster or a remake. It's just a rejigger into VR. So I, I presume they're essentially saying, hey, the, PS, the Resident Evil 4 remake is not the same as the other one. Therefore, it won't come in, uh, in full, um, full VR. Keeping that Resident Evil train running, though, they did uh, announce that Resident Evil Village will be getting full PSVR 2 support. So in the same way that Resident Evil 7 is playable front to back in VR, uh, they're doing the same here with Village, but with some minor adjustments. So one of the things you'll notice if you want when you see the trailer, it does have independent hand movement. So you'll be using the new PlayStation Sense controls or whatever they've decided to call it. Uh, I think that's what they called it. Sense controllers? Yeah, it checks out. Uh, yeah, so so unlike Resident Evil 7, uh, which you still had to play with the controller and you aimed with your head, uh, at least in this way, you'll have free full body movement. So you're able to, you know, go stab um, canisters, be freaked out by that giant baby and ogle uh, giant vampire lady. Um, I will think probably one of the things people will notice, especially Capcom when they look at the back end of the game, they'll notice that people mostly only play the first area in VR and they just kind of look at the, the to Lady Dimitrescu and they never see the rest of the game in VR. There's just going to be a lot of uh, people with uncomfortable boners in VR headsets. Will you play this in uh, in VR, Max? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play it 100%. I lo- like I said, <laughs> when I got to play uh, 7 in <clears throat> VR at... EB Expo, I think it was. Uh, it was is completely life changing. Um, and then, but this is even better again. I cannot wait. I really enjoyed Village. I believe it was my game of the game of the year last year, year before last year. When the fuck did that game come out? Uh, I will tell you. I'm pretty sure it was 2020. It was 2021 because 2020 was Last of Us. Yeah, so it came out last year. Game of the year last year. Awesome. If I can play it again, totally keen. Um, yeah, back end of 2020. No, no, that's no. not it. No, it was early 2021. It got delayed into the March. I'll tell you, it was 20, it, 2nd of May 2021. Bingo. Yeah, so that's interesting. So obviously, looking back at Resident Evil 4, they have essentially been doing yearly releases of Resident Evil. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so Resident Evil 4 coming out next year. Looks like there's no Resi game this year, but that's okay. The whole pandemic. But this is obviously PSVR 2. Now, we still have no release date. We still have never really seen it in action. It's just only in theory. But um, yeah, do you have any thoughts before we jump into more PSVR 2 things? Do you have any- uh, no, there, there'll be a lot of... There, I, th- I think I agree with you. There'll be a lot of people who play the first section in VR, um, get their Lady D on and then peace out because there's some, some weird, grotesque body horror nonsense going on after that and that may be too much for a, a, a face-on preview. <laughs> Yeah, look, see, that's that's uh, that's the thing for me. Like, I forgot about the whole baby thing. So, when so- I wasn't until like uh, friend of the show Kieran Verbruge, uh from Press Start and uh, Well Played tweeted, goes, "Oh yeah, remember that giant baby thing?" I went, "Oh no, 
Oh, fuck. That dollhouse is going to be horrible in VR. I can't wait to play it. <laughs> Speaking of PSVR 2, though, that's one of the big things to come out of the show. Let's dive into some of those things. First of all, first of all was Horizon Call of the Mountain. We got to see a little bit more of uh, its gameplay. Uh, it looks So we've seen that it is a, uh, a sort of a side story. Uh, you're not playing as Aloy. Playing as somebody else. What do you playing think, Yeah, <laughs> um, Now, full disclosure, I did not see this trailer. So I, um, because it, <clears throat> because the set of play launched at, what, what was it, like 8 a.m. Friday? Yeah. I had just worked an eight-hour overnight shift and I could not stay awake till 8 a.m. So I fell asleep. And then I got up and kind of watched one of those, like, instead of just watching the set of play, I watched one of those, like, recap videos mm-hmm. of here's everything that was launched. And mine came with none of the VR stuff. So I haven't actually seen this. All right. Um, well, then I can I, run you through it. So you'll have to you'll have to run me through it. We we did originally see Horizon Call the Mountain a little while ago, uh, and they sort essentially showed this section where you're on a boat and you're going through the river and you get to see a giant tall neck and it looked really fucking cool. So the, one of the greatest fear, one of the big fears coming out of that original trailer was that oh this is going to be an on the rails experience. Now what this trailer does doesn't alleviate those fears. So there are big parts of this trailer where it, it's very similar. It's on your, you know, where it looks like you're on rails, which is not entirely a bad thing. Um, but, you know, if you want a game that is of high fidelity, that is a really a show of spectacle, you want there to be an on the rails section. Because like, an example, Max, you and I both played uh, Skyrim VR, it mm-hmm. looked like the PS3 version. It was gross. Mm-hmm. The idea of an entire open world of, in VR seems really fun, but it, it, it it's too graf- it's too demanding. It will not deliver the way it should. But with an on-the-rails experience, they can tell you what to look at. They can show you... They, they can really show the full potential of VR. Because an example I was talking about today is, you know, like Job Simulator, right? Because it's, you're essentially in a meter-by-meter meter square, and then you can just fuck with everything around you. When, when they lock you in, it actually makes the VR experience better. So yeah. with this, there were some things that did that, that did sort of step outside uh, of that boat or that rail experience. You see yourself, you know, using the two little climbing hooks, kind of like Tomb Raider. So you, you get to climb up a wall. So to add a bit of scale, uh, you slide down a rope using said hook. Um, you There's bows and arrows, which makes sense as well. Um, seeing as that's a big, massive part of Horizon, not for you because you just like stabbing shit. Um, but like one of the finding features is, is the bow and arrow. So it makes complete sense, uh, why they would do that. Now I was listening to another podcast, uh, Sac- uh sacred symbols Colin Moriarty's position pod. He talks about how it's weird, how it's the floaty hands, but there's no arms. Nah, uh, the amount of VR games where they try to put the arms in and they don't work well and they clip into each other. The floaty hands is the most, uh, viable way to go about it for me. It gave me a lot of uh, 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 feels for. Did you did you play Robinson the Journey? No. All right, cool. So Robinson the Journey was uh, essentially you are like first person exploring a world that's full of dinosaurs. So one of the greatest things, like you're like fuck, you look up and there's like a giant Brachiosaurus or whatever, or an equivalent. And the sense of scale in that game was really cool. Trying to climb all the walls and stuff did make me want to vomit a little bit. So I hope they can work that out. But uh, 
It had it, it had a it really delivered a good sense of scale. And Horizon, well, one of the greatest things it does is scale. So seeing like a you know a Watcher or a fucking Tallneck or a Thunder Doors, lots of Thunder Doors in the trailer. So seeing them in full scale, horrifying. That's what I was going to ask you because I haven't seen the trailer. Uh, does it look gamey or does it more look like um, those recent Assassin's Creed virtual tour things? Where you're kind of just going through an environment and exploring the world, but it's not so much of a you're playing a game. You're kind of just going through the motions. No, it is. It, there is game. There is gameplay okay. to it. Yeah, in the same way, it's like. So I think the way I'm seeing it is that you know you're on rails in this boat, then you get to an area like a platform, and then on that platform you'll shoot some arrows, and then you'll you know you'll jump on the rope and slide down to another platform. Like it, it'll I, I, the way I see it. Like having not played it, of course, none of us have. Or even having really big knowledge, it looks it looks as if it's very purposeful and very timed locations. Like why you're traveling on this rail is so you can see this. You're standing on this platform, so mm. you can use the bow and arrow, and then you slide across the the rope to see the sense of scale, and then you'll stop at another platform and probably do it again. Um, I'm trying to think of a game to sort of compare it to outside of Robinson: The Journey for Scale. But look, I'm still going to play it. I am confident that this is a release game. This is a day oneer for uh, yeah. Makes, for I mean, didn't too. they haven't they said it was a launch title for PSVR? Well, they said the launch title can also be the first the first three months, right? Like this, will, I for me, I think this will yeah, be yeah, yeah. day and date number one. Uh, there was a couple other things that came out for PSVR two. They mentioned that uh, uh, No Man's Sky is getting a, a PSVR 2 version. Now, we know it's playable right now in standard PSVR on your PS4, um, but that game, you know, didn't run all that that rad uh, at the time on PSVR. Mm. So having the scope of PSVR 2 should be pretty cool. Because, you know, like, in terms of, of the experience, like, sitting in the cockpit, rocking out a spike, it's awesome. It's so cool. Um, to be able to have that in higher fidelity, better frame rates, etc. Can't see why not. Uh, one of the other things they showed off was uh, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Part 2, uh, which is a uh, sequel to the previous Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. This one's coming to PSVR and PSVR 2. It's a cross-gen VR experience. Did you ever check this out? Uh, vaguely. I think I played it <laughs> uh, at someone's house once. From your vague memory, was it the tickle you fancy? Yeah, it's not too bad. I, I think it was one of those weird um, uh, try and cash in on the IP style yeah. games. Um, yeah, <clears throat> but I think it. I think it has done really, really well. Like if you look at those PSVR charts, I think it's like pretty successfully a big, a big hitter. Like a lot. Yeah. So like maybe that that'll certainly work and work to its advantage, and obviously there's a demand for a sequel. And that thing is, most games barely get one version in VR, let alone a sequel. So yeah. Uh, next up, let's just go with this one: Marvel Spider-Man. Uh, so the only two things to come out of the PlayStation First Party Studios was the Call of the Mountain, which which showcased Fire Sprite for the first time. Mm-hmm. Here. Marvel Spider-Man, we see the Insomniac splash, and we also see the Nixus splash. So for the first time, Nixus has, has, has popped up in a state of play, and as you know, they're working on PC ports because Marvel Spider-Man Remastered and Miles Morales are coming to PC this August, August 12th, to be exact. This is nothing but good news. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, it's so nice good. to see that it's it's nice to see that Nixus is finally that their investment in Nixus is finally you know 
bring fruit to the bearing fruit it, it, it's good for um you know you know it's probably it's at that stage where we know those two titles are coming to the new playstation plus service uh, the extra and premium tiers uh so we know that they're probably not going to sell many more copies of that in the playstation ecosystem so move it over to pc share the love get more money well there's a couple of things here so like <laughs> you're bang on like they've sold like 20 million units of spider-man um not there's no one left there is very few people left that would buy this right mm. <clears throat> so the idea so every every sale that they have from here on out on pc is just extra money and that extra money so the way i, I, I talked about this in in the, in the episode of the jewel sense podcast i guess on this morning there are ways you can look at this right if you want to be a big, big PlayStation fanboy about it, you're like, oh no, oh my beloved PlayStation console exclusives are coming to PC. <laughs> Who cares, right? The answer is this is good news because what this does, this funds the console exclusive games that you want. Because every, as I said, everything that comes over there, if, you know, the, in the last financial call, which we didn't really touch upon, PlayStation mentioned that they are wanting to make about three hundred million dollars within the next next fiscal year just from PC alone. Previously, they made about $80 million on uh, Death Stranding, uh, Days of, uh, nope, Days Gone, God of War, and Horizon Forbidden West. Spider-Man is how you get there. Yeah. That is going to be huge. Absolutely huge. But, you know, people can, like, get up, get up all hand, you know, all they want, but, like, this will... Sony need to diverse, diversify their 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 uh, income streams right and we in the in that same financial call they talked about how they're focused on uh live service games and that's kind of a big part of what they want to do moving forward things like this ensure that sony don't have to rely on live service games like every other publisher out there if they can put this stuff on pc that will help fund the games and experiences that we want and they go, well, Sony won't have to, you know, they won't go, oh man, the live services aren't doing well. We're going to have to double down on this. Like, no, no, no. We've still got money over here. We can test things over here. We can, you know, it's it's not bad news, people. It's not bad news. It's nothing but good news. I promise you that. Speaking of uh, uh, news for those that, fans of Dead Space, uh, Callisto Protocol popped up. Uh, coming to PS5 and PS4 it is the spiritual successor to uh, Dead Space made by the same gentleman who was there having data for December is great a, a good game to back end the year with and especially uh, with the Dead Space remake remake remax almost called it uh, remake coming in early next year yeah so it's December 2nd yeah what so you, what right, you, what? right at the front end um, it looks the bad looks trailer looked cool it, it it is very it is very dead spacey it's that it's very dark very filled with spooks um awesome that it's coming out so soon because that game went completely quiet from when it was first announced way back on the playstation 5 showcase like way back before it was even launched and then it just went completely radio silent there was a there was some news i think it was last week or the week before where they're like hey this is this is uh um, no longer part of, part of the PUBG universe. Like, oh, <laughs> no part of the, <laughs> yeah, good because we then, all forgot anyway. So it worked out well. <laughs> um, so yeah, it is cool that it's coming out. It's a it's a solid back end game. Yeah, but on the, the, 
this baffled me in the same way that like, hey, how did they happen to release two Volcano movies in the 90s? What the fuck was with that? On the back of Roller Champions dropping last week, to, in the state of play, they announced, uh, what are we? what is it called? Roller Drone. It's essentially like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater mixed with some shooting in Cell Shaded. So this is by the team uh, of Roll7, uh, makers of Oli Oli World. Did nothing for me at all. I thought it looked cool. No. Really? Not a thing. Man, I thought it looked awesome. All <laughs> I saw was someone on, on rollerblades and a lot of empty space. The skater shooter. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Well, okay. Well, you tell me what you think because I, you know, I was not impressed. I, I mean, obviously, you you kind of summed it up. It, there was a lot of empty space, but it 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 looked it looked interesting enough to to want me like to get me to check it out. I mean, the game comes out on the sixteenth of August, so it's not far away. And it's just it when I first saw it, it had the vibes of Jet Set Radio, yeah, with with guns, and I'm like, oh, this could be this. This could be interesting. Could be could be terrible. Like it may not work, but it could be interesting. And on the back end of, like you said, Roller Champions coming out last week, I I'm neglected to mention that I have actually been playing that. Oh, how is it? It's kind of fun. Okay. <laughs> uh, dumb but fun. Yeah, it's, it's um, kind of fun. If you if you get a laggy server though, it's fucked. You can't play. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's it looks interesting enough to get me to check it out. <clears throat> a game that didn't look remotely interesting to me at all is this Persona-inspired action role-playing game. It's action meets dating sim. And it's called Eternites. It's coming to PS5 and it's coming to PS4. And I... <laughs> so the second that this this trailer this popped up, right? It's this guy getting his arm hacked off and he gets some power energy. I'm like, this is about to get some weeb shit. And it did. It got so weeby. Then a bunch of rad guitar kicked in. So I got a little bit more invested and uh, and then I still know. But in our little side chat that we have, that we seem to talk about every week here, um, you mentioned that this may even be too weeby for you. Is yeah. That a, is like, that a thing? Yeah, you know, like I, I'm a fan of the Persona series, but this looked a little too on the nose. I mean, in saying that, I'll probably check it out. Cause, you would. You know, I'm, I'm a sucker for... For those kinds of games, but it it does look pretty intense. Like it, it, it is that apparently a mixture of dating sim cross action gameplay. Now, I mean, you could argue to a point that Persona is kind of like that. Persona is exactly more... that, <clears throat> <laughs> but, but better, um, but so much better. Look, so yeah. I shit on Persona all the time, but Persona Five is really good. Yeah. And to even like to see when when this popped up, like unlike Persona, this looks like every other shitty anime game there yeah. is. It, it looks does look very generic. Gross. Like nothing about it sung out to me. Like Persona has a is stylistically impressive. So even yeah. like the, the even though there's some parts of it, like the super weeby parts that I don't really enjoy, at least visually it is unique and it is awesome. I couldn't tell this from that fucking was that that uh, the game with the flower pots or that other game that you spent years playing, Tales of Arise, or like that Dragon Slayer game that's coming out. They all look the same to me, and they all look yeah. shit. Like, is this the next attack? on titan game i don't fucking know because they all look the same it's it's bad it's real bad but a game that looked fucking really cool uh stray 
So we saw Stray originally at the PS5 uh, reveal event or big launch event. It's just, uh, it's just that Annapurna cat game, yeah? It is. Bingo yeah. it is. So it's coming to on the 19th of July after some speculative rumors last week that it was coming on that date. Sure enough, it is. Uh, and aside also, from, It's also launching on PlayStation Extra and Premium. That's what I say. That aside, from, uh, aside from looking like a cool post-apocalyptic, you're a cat in fucking cyberpunky city... Yes, it's coming to PS Plus. So we're looking at little moments here where PS Plus, uh, whatever, is getting a little game passy. Um, this is cool. A one on premium. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This, yeah. This does look cool. I am very keen. And there's some things in the trailer that I really liked. Like it didn't shy away from some of the gameplay stuff. Like it, you know, showed you picking up some trophy, uh, like an achievement, and you know. But then there was, there was a bunch of like parkour, but cats like parkour. Um, so I really enjoyed that. You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you say that to me when I'm you know playing fucking stray next uh, next month. I'm pretty excited. Uh, let's see what else do we have left. There was a really cool artsy looking game called Season: The Letter of the Future of to, a Letter to the Future Cycles. I believe this rocked up before. Yeah, isn't that that bike riding game? Yeah. So the idea is that you sort of like travel, but you can get off your bike at any point and you can like record audio or video or whatever and kind of make this big, you know, um, artistic piece. Like, I don't know. uh, It looks cool. It's artsy as shit, but I, I like that there is, there are still games like this. May not be for me, but I love that there are games like this. It's targeting a, a release window. I think. I think it was listed as autumn twenty twenty two. Yeah. So what's that like? I think, I think spring for back us. Back end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Back end of the year. Uh, as we as we correctly predicted last week, Max Street Fighter Six. It's back. Yeah. Open world. <laughs> yeah, an open world Street Fighter game. Uh, the fight feel very much that two D plane because mm. like from the gameplay trailer, it's very much that two D plane. But it looks like you can walk around in a open space. Yeah, so it looks like they're taking all the inspiration from those fucking Dragon Ball Z games, um, and you can now, you know, uh, play Tony Hawk's Proving Ground, uh, but with Capcom and Street Fighter. Uh, look, I've never been a Street Fighter guy. Um, I, the, 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 like, I really enjoyed some, like, that kind of opening shot when they had, like, the city and it's all graffiti and stuff, even the Capcom logo or graffiti. I'm mm. like, this looks cool. I don't know what this is. It looks cool. And then Street Fighter, I was like, oh, okay. Okay, uh, cool. But yeah, not for me. Uh, there's something about Street Fighter that I've never... I've always been a Tekken guy, whether it be like whether it be the, the, the more hyper-realistic look of Tekken, the more of the 3D space. Um, well, I always find the movements in Street Fighter to be really kind of sharp and like you don't get to see the full motion of the swing. It's like, it's like one, two, you know, and then you're like... And then you, unless you see that full motion, it, it, it for me, it, it feels really juddery, I guess. Mm. This just could be me looking at fucking Street Fighter 4 or something, right? You know, there's been two games. Like, I didn't play 5, and I I don't think I'll play 6 either, but... Because uh, you've, you've you've done some some uh, fight, fighting games here and there. Yeah, so Mortal Kombat is my fighting game series. But, you know, when I was younger, back on the Super Nintendo, Street Fighter was the way to go. Um, but over the course of the year, over the course of time, I, I fell out of love with Street Fighter and and picked up those, you know, those Tekken's, that Mortal Kombat. Um, <coughs> uh, you know, Street Fighter has obviously been one of the ten pole titles in the fighting scene. Like it's been there forever. 
Um, but for me personally, I think Nether Realm just do something special. Yeah, and yeah, in the same way that for me Tekken, I mm. something about it, like I just it it is fueled by nostalgia almost unquestionably because I love Tekken Three on PS One. But uh, yeah, there's something about it for me. Uh, then the second last Tunic is coming to PS Five, PS Four in the back end of the year. Games already come out uh, 20, on Xbox. Seventh September. Yeah, already come out on the Xbox. Apparently, it's really fucking hard. It is. It's awesome, though. It's like a little Zelda-esque thing. Apparently, there's like a whole other language in the game that you've got to hack just to open doors and shit. Mm -hmm. Sounds insane. Be right up your alley, actually. I think think you'd really enjoy it. Really? What makes you think that's a Betson game? Uh, after you playing and finishing Death's Door, I enjoyed that. I it think, did give I me. Think, I think. I think you'll enjoy Tunic. It did give me a lot of Death's Door energy. That is. That is most certainly true. That's most certainly true. Uh, but I left this one to last on purpose because ha. I. I have talked. Game of the show. I have Game talked. Of the show. <laughs> talked my whole way through this, knowing that I can sit back and recline because now it's Max's ah. time to talk about Final. Fantasy 16 and is coming to your PS5 in the uh, winter of next the year. The winter of next year. So this time next year, Max will be playing Final Fantasy 16, which is which is crazy because you know the rumor was last week that they were going to push um, for spoken <laughs> for spoken if they could get Final Fantasy out on time. Um, so obviously we got to see a new trailer, uh, it was a story and gameplay trailer. We got to see some of the, uh, some of the way the combat will work. Uh, we got to meet a few more of the, uh, the new characters, how they work, how they, uh, how the, those iconic Final Fantasy summons will work. Um, after this, I believe Square Enix also updated their website. You can now go, there's a bunch of new screenshots and character bios you can go check out. The game still looks stunning. It's ve- it, it had does. a very different. It had a very different change of pace from the first trailer that we saw way back when, um, at the first PlayStation Five showcase. Uh, but the game does really look stunning. It seems to be following uh, along this like a similar uh, gameplay concept of Final Fantasy Fifteen. Um, a bit telling a, like a vastly different story than than that. So I'm very much, obviously, very much looking forward to playing it. I am a little bit bummed that it's still about a year out. I mean, uh, you know, going from the rumors from, you know, the last few weeks that the game is fully playable from start to finish, they're kind of just bug fixing and getting everything all prettied up. Um, is like, does it take a year? Again, I'm not a game developer. I don't know. Maybe it does. The game is probably huge just going from, you, you know, think- previous previous titles do you think that they might just be playing it conservative and being like we'll throw it this time next year because like they could always pull it forward could be nothing saying they can't i mean i i mean i know that the game director is also the the director for final fantasy online Mm. the dude's busy as anyway so it could be that but it could also be a mix of uh you know yeah like we can pull it forward if we want especially on Mm. especially going uh on final fantasy 15 where they had this huge reveal event and then they delayed it yeah you know i think i think they don't want that again and knowing that there will be some shit if they were to make that call um like we've said a hundred times now you know after after the cyberpunk debacle everyone's being very um cautious yeah. over their release dates and and whatnot now but before we move on to the next topic 
what do you think this means with no God of War announcement from the state of play? Uh, Summer Games Fest is the answer. It has to happen. Summer Games now, so uh, oh, as this was, uh, wasn't there a post that says that this was part of an early Summer Games Fest lineup? Yes, but there is still that big Keeley event that kind of touches on everything. But do you, yeah, I know. But do you really think that Sony would want their big IP draw to not be announced at their own showcase? Yes, but there's a couple of things. That, like, look, admittedly, this is me. I'm, going, I'm like, I'm like fully, fully going in on this because I'm still under the impression that it's not coming out. This, this year. is me like, holding, wrong, out, holding out all the hope in the world because if it's not fucking, if they don't announce shit this next week, I will die literally. Like, it's not going to go well <laughs> for me. Um, but I, I have to hold on to the hope that it's coming with something else. Now, a couple of reasons why I think they're doing this. One, you know, Sony should have some something in the bigger picture. They did last year. They had the Death Stranding director's cut. So they have been known to that's, drop something that, in that. That's because Kelly's like best mates with Kojima. Yeah, look, they kiss sometimes and that's nice. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm still I'm still not against the idea that, you know, maybe Kojima will show up. Like when I was talking to the guys at Sense this morning, they pitched that idea and I was like, that's a good plan. He could show up. But like for me, it's a couple things. Right now, as, we, as we've discussed, Microsoft have nothing for the back end of the year. So why not jump into Keeley's presentation and go, hey, we do. We have God of War. We have Last of Us Factions. Boom. And they kind of just like wander into the distance. Because um, <clears throat> like, look, even though we're not, we're not like, you know, perpetrators or big proponents of the uh, the console war, but like if you can, if you can take a shot across the bow, why not do it? And if, if you if you if you can have reasonable confidence that Microsoft won't be releasing anything in the back end of the year, like hey, we we in this shared experience, let's control the narrative a little bit. It's- well, see, that was that's that's my argument. It's like they know that Microsoft's got nothing, so they don't need to rush to get anything out. They can take their time. They don't they don't have that need to release a big holiday game because there's nothing for it to compete against. Yeah, but like there, there's but that if there's nothing to compete compete against, own the room. I, I get. I get, I get that they can own the room, but if it's not quite ready yet and they don't need to rush to get it out on time. The, I See, the, this is the thing. It's- they can't. The honest answer is they can't. Because mm-hmm. twice now, they've said 2021 and then 2022, they cannot move to 2023. Like, even from- no, that- I don't ever remember them actually saying 2022. Mm. I know they pushed it from 2021, but I don't ever remember them uh, giving Their entire a- Twitter feed right now, you know, Sony Santa Monica, Game- God of War Ragnarok 2022. Okay. It's not like publicly blamed, but it is certainly there. And okay. that that has been the, the goal. So to then push it into that next year, just optically, um, that looks really bad. Now, I understand pandemic, Christopher Judge getting injured, not being able to work in terms of the mocap side of things. I get that. That sucks. I want to play the fucking game. And if they don't announce it this week, then I have no idea. It's not good. It's not looking good. But yes, that's my theory. But anyway, so look, one of the other things that before we before we bounce out of this, Max, into the next bit of news, the internet... The big collective uh, belief is that this is one of the best state of plays ever. Do you agree? 
fine. Or is, or is the best day to play? As, as I don't think. I don't. I, I. I don't think it's the best. It has been one of the better ones. Yeah. Um, it also does help that um, they've had the last few lots of uh, set of plays from memory have been very indie focused, very uh, smaller titles. To see those big bombastic releases in like Final Fantasy, Resident Evil, all the PSVR stuff does give the PlayStation fan a, a bit of an extra oomph. So it's one of their better ones. Is it their best? No, I don't think so. Yeah, and I completely agree. Everyone's like, oh, but like, I think right. I think the it's the, been the best in recent history. Yeah, it has. It, 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 it certainly has. But like, that's the point. This is recency bias. This is because mm. it's right now. And because the, 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 the next eight months are pretty quiet, aside from a couple of key releases, everyone's just itching for news. It's been quiet, man. Mm. So like, so the idea of something's coming, they're like, oh, something's coming. PlayStation showed it to me. Oh, this is the best day to play in the world. Re- look, <clears throat> because outside, in, if we have a look at that list, let me pull up that list. Where'd it go? I'll just, I'll just use the one that you made. Very little in here is shit we didn't know about. Resident Evil 4 remakes been rumored for years. I be- I think it was 2016 was the first we heard of them wanting to remake it. Stray, we saw before. Spider-Man, we assumed it was coming. I didn't think it was going to be this soon, but they- it is. Street Fighter 6, we knew about it. Village getting VR, cool. Final Fantasy 16, knew about it. Roller Drome's new, still don't care. Tunic, on another console. Callista Protocol, something we already knew. Season, something we've already seen. Eternites, brand new. Trash. Horizon Call of the Mountain, new. Uh, sorry, like, we've already seen it. There is nothing genuinely game-breaking in here. Like, there is yeah. nothing that makes you want to drop your pants. It is just shit that we've already seen reaffirmed. Now, am I cynical? Yes. Yes, I am. Unquestionably. But it is not the best one because nothing, 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 nothing that Sony, I don't think will ever do will beat the year that they announced fucking Days Gone, that they announced God of War, uh, they announced uh, Batman, Arkham, VR, they, that, that's, that, and I think The Last of Us Part 2, they did that one year, that one year at E3 where they fucking blew it apart, that was 2016, I think, amazing. That that is the best fucking best announcement thing that PlayStation have done, at least in the history that I've had there. And no state of play has come close. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you 20- think. Those those <laughs> listening, like holy shit, we've been recording for like an hour, and it's just we haven't even finished all the shit yet. It's gonna be a long one. Mm. Uh, twenty million and counting. Sony Interactive Entertainment has revealed that it has now sold more than twenty million PS5 consoles worldwide. As reported by GamesIndustry.biz, the platform holder has reached this figure not long after its financial reports in early May. Industry analyst Daniel Ahmad has posted the following sales comparisons between PS5 and PS4 to give some perspective. For reference, the PS4 sold 20 million units in 15 months and 14 days. That's 471 days. The PlayStation 5 hit 20 million units after 18 months and 22 days or 568 days. So there's about 90 day window between them hitting that 20 million unit mark. It's not too bad and, for like no one being able to the, get one. And we're in the middle of a pandemic. There's been supply shortages and yeah, and not a bad effort. Yeah, for like for allegedly not being able to, not no one being able to get one. If they've been able to do it in almost the same time frame, 
Okay. I mean, to be fair, no one could get PlayStation 4s either. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got my PS4 nine months after the damn thing launched. Yeah. 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 It's, but look, that is 100%, 100% uh, great, great news if you're, if you're into the business side of things. Especially on the back of like, was it, you know, we talked about last week, the idea of the, did we talk about last week? I don't know what you're going to talk with, about. With TCL talking about the yeah. PS4 Pro. Yeah. yeah. That's not fucking happening. It's in the same way that people think PSVR 2 is coming out early next year. It ain't happening. But according wow. to a reliable supply chain analyst, Ming-Chi Kao, Sony intends to manufacture 1.5 million PSVR 2 headsets for the second half of this year. The TF International Securities employee noted, however, that the virtual reality device could ultimately drop in early 2023, depending on the, quote, development schedule, end quote, of game titles. Sony intends to have more than 20, quote, major launch titles available for PSVR 2. Now, Max, everyone's like, it's coming early next year. It's certainly possible. We've seen what happens when, when a console gets launched in, like, Q1. With the Switch, there's nothing out there. It gets decimated. They win. Sony have a history. They want to launch shit at the back end of the year in October. Right now, if they come out and announce PSVR 2 available March next year, the entire conversation will be, I don't have a PS5 yet. Why the fuck would I buy a PSVR 2? Once again, from a business PR standpoint, not that Sony give a shit because they're really good at making announcements and then burying it and then burying it with something. I mean, though, I mean, though to be fair, if they intend to make 1.5 million units, they've sold 20 million PS5s. There's enough people with ps5 to buy these units yeah but um, from from memory they've barely sold like four million psvr units barely and like that's an install base of 100 and 120 plus million consoles yeah so granted th those that have a ps5 right now are the hardest of hardcores right and they yeah. are likely to be the ones that would pick up a psvr too like i would do it i have less i'm less financial stable than i've ever been I'm going to find a way to get a PSVR 2. Um, like I'll, I'll suck some dick. I'll do what I got to do to get myself a PSVR 2. But, well, admittedly, the beginning of next year looks pretty quiet. I don't think... Uh, the only the only thing they could do is delay God of War into they, it. They they must be close showing off all these PSVR titles. I agree. So I, I think at it least within the next eight months. can't be much out of the range that we could see it within the next 12 months. Yeah, it's... That's my theory too. It's got to be in the next 12 months. And this is the challenge. I talked about this in the DualSense show as well. September, the last two years, three years, two years at least, they have done their big showcase in, in, where they've gone, this is the next 18 months. Get excited. It's their, it's their hype reel, all right? The back end of this year, if they announce everything, you know, let's, let's, let's go balls to the wall. In this September showcase, they go, Uncharted 5, it's on its way. Uh, we've got fucking Killzone. We've got SOCOM. We've got, in, you know, uh, uh, Infamous is coming back. You know, like they announce all these huge things. Everyone's going to fucking explode. And then they go, and PSVR 2 is coming out in March of next year. The narrative will be, we don't have PSVR, we don't have PS5s. Why are you selling me this unit that I don't even have a console for? No matter what they announce in that showcase, it will be decimated publicly by that by that PSVR 2, not in a positive way. 
So I think until they can at least somewhat stabilize the supply needs for the PS5, they're going to have to hold off. Now, I understand they, they have intent and they have... Deli- but outside of knowing there's dev kits out there, and now we've seen four games... Or they four just games, not announce it at their big press conference. Like, yeah, and they drop it and they drop they, it in a blog just, post or something. In a blog post Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> That's coming. the only way. But they want to make sure... Sh- if I were them, I'd want to keep such a huge distance between announcing this this showcase and then the PSVR 2. Because they, they're going to make sure... They've got to keep it separate. Do I think it's coming next year? Nah. Mid next year, late next year, maybe. But then again, it's only June and a lot can happen between now and then. Speaking of June, here is this month's PlayStation Plus titles. We have God of War 2018 for PS4. Uh, So (laughs) we had this discussion. I'll point out that obviously God of War has been free for all PS5 owners for the longest time. It's also coming to PlayStation Deluxe and Extra tiers when that la- when that service launches. So this will be for people who only really own PS4s and don't have access to those things. They now get it for freezies. <laughs> um, Naruto to Boruto Shinobi Striker on PS4 and Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl PS4, PS5. These titles will drop Tuesday or tomorrow at uh, time of listening to this. So, on the record... God of War 2018, one of my favorite games of all time. This lineup kind of sucks. Yep. Because exactly as you said, God of War is free in a number of different places. If you have a PS5, it's free. and Not everyone has a PS5, as we've come to learn. So that's okay. It's, it's about to hit free services. But this, this, if anything, tells me that it's fucking Ragnarok is right around the corner, Max. Why would they drop? Like, they're dropping it right now in June because in a couple of days, at the time of recording, Summer Games Fest will be there and they're like, hey, God of War Ragnarok's coming out in fucking October. Until then, you can play God of War right now for free. Get yourself re-fucking-boned for Ragnarok. That is what they're doing. They're, Boom. They're dro- I, I, think, I think my my position was they're dropping it because and and i think i said that this was going to be the lowest downloaded playstation plus title because everyone already owns the game yeah and that's i fine. don't think there's any i don't think there's anyone out, out there that doesn't own this game or has at least played it yeah and that's that, okay you know, yes yes the point could be made that everyone who owns a physical copy can now download the digital copy and flog their disc off or do whatever it is that they do but everyone who owns a playstation has this game Correct. But it's not because it's all no, it's all about Ragnarok, Max. That's the answer. And then the reason they're doing Nickelodeon is because they're like, well, multiverses is out. Let's do this. I'm sorry, multiverses is fucking cooler. (laughs) Multiverse isn't even out yet. And like Nickelodeon All Star Brawl is just unimpressive. Like none of the characters like this is the thing that I forgot about until I heard it again the other day. Like they're oh none there's no voice acting. Like, holy fuck, there is no voice acting. I totally forgot. At least with multiverse, there was from was there. Mm, I don't know. I think I there was. I've I've only played like custom games. You know, but I mean, like so. the novelty of all these characters is that you're playing these characters. That like, granted, the biggest the biggest budget is getting the voice actors to do it, but it's a bit poo. And Naruto to Baruto, I don't know what the fuck that means. I'm I'm pretty ke- I'm pretty I'm actually pretty keen for this. This game is on sale all the time, <laughs> and it's normally for like. 98% off. <laughs> it's crazy. 
Um, so getting it for free is also nice. Absolutely stupid. But uh, PlayStation production news. Now, I'm going to jump on this one, Max, because it's... Why, well, I left it for you. It's wrestling. Uh, so the Twisted Metal TV show is in active development, we've heard. Uh, and we're, we're starting to get uh, more announcements around who's playing who, which is pretty cool. So we've got some more information about Sweet Tooth, the titular character for Twisted Metal. It's that creepy looking clown dude on the cover. Um, this is where it gets interesting. We found out recently that uh, Will Arnett is doing the voice of uh, Sweet Tooth. And everyone goes, what? That's fucking weird. The voice? What do you mean? It's because, as reported by Deadline, uh, Joe Shinoa, or a.k.a. Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe of wrestling fame, previously of WWE, now of AEW and Ring of Honor, uh, he is playing uh, Samoa Joe. Uh, fresh off the back of the announcement earlier this year that he's he is- He's playing Sweet Tooth. He's playing Sweet Tooth. Oh, he's what what I say? Samoa he Joe. is Samoa Joe. He, no, no, he is playing Samoa Joe, but he is also uh, playing Sweet Tooth, especially on the back that he is playing King Shark in uh, Suicide Squad. He No, no, he's playing him. He's, if Will Arnett is voicing King Shark. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's voicing King Shark. <laughs> yeah, he's he's voicing King Sharks. Looks like Samoa Joe is getting his acting chops uh, in, which is in the awesome. video game space. In the video game space. So <clears throat> I'm down for that. Samoa Joe's got a very unique body type. I'm down. Sure, why not? <laughs> uh, uh, Evo, Sony, and Epic. Everyone knows that milliseconds matter in fighting games, and the reality is that the vast majority of us wouldn't notice input lag unless it's especially aggressive. But when you're playing fighting games at a professional level, it's a very big problem. Sony is one of the co-owners of the popular Evo fighting game tournament and and will want to run games on PlayStation hardware, but the PS5 in particular has added significantly more input latency than its competitor in the Xbox, especially in titles powered by Unreal Engine. It's a problem that all parties are coming together to fix. So writing on the tournament's official Twitter account, it's confirmed that Evo, PlayStation, and Unreal Engine makers Epic Games are all collaborating on an input latency fix for, quote, many of your favorite games. Please expect more updates to follow as Evo works towards a more responsive future for the fighting game community. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. If they're part owners in a fighting game tournament, they would want fighting games to run well on their hardware. Makes sense. Um, and they're just thrown at the moment, which is a shame. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to see that the, the trio are working together to help alleviate those issues. It makes sense. Like, you know, it's, it's once again, like with Sony having investment in both, yeah, in both Epic and uh, in, in Evo, that's like, well, now kiss. You know, it's just kind of <laughs> like... <laughs> You know, they're essentially arranged marriage. They're just taking their own hand. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like, look at us working together. It's like, it's just you. I'm like, it is. And it's, it's, yeah, that's all right. Cool. It's for those who like fighting games, that's mad. Quick bits! Summer Games Fest is just around the corner and over th- with over 30 devs and publishers have signed up. So if you head over to Press Start, uh, there is a big list of all the conferences as they're happening. They're all happening at stupid, stupid AM, so I'll watch them in the next, mo- the next morning. 
at work. Yeah. Well, you need to watch me at work, so that's exciting. I'm sure I'll wake up to a series of messages from you with, with information. Uh, don't Nod Entertainment, previous, uh, previously uh, known for Life is Strange, they want you to know that they still don't nod because they have previously gone under Don't Nod, one word, D-O-N-T-N-O-D. Uh, they have since uh, updated it this week to D-O-N apostrophe T space N-O-D. Um, for those that I was missing. I was looking forward to reading this with don't nod becoming don't nod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all in the emphasis, and it's it's interesting. But like, okay, sure, why not? Um, but Ubisoft and EA will be also be doing their showcases later in this year instead of instead of uh, this week with everybody else. Ubisoft got a whole not not lot to talk about. EA just trying to sell themselves right now. They're, they're busy. I hear Skull and Bones is still in development. Well, Singapore, like the Singapore government have financial investment. They've got to make it happen. Uh, I know this one got some people uh, almost excited me. Didn't care. Uh, Dragon Age Dreadwolf is the official name for the fourth entry. Uh, It looks like the the graphic looks like Tiny Tina's Wonderlands mixed with uh, Super Blood Dragon or whatever the fuck from Far Cry. Don't care. Uh, and Devolving, Devolver Digital has teased it's no doubt dangerously dark direct for the 9th of June and it's only going to be fucking awesome uh, upcoming titles for this week we have on the 7th of June Spellforce 3 Reforced PS5 8th of June Noel the Mortal Fate PS4 9th of June Arcade Archives Motos PS4 and Squarekeeper PS5 and on the 10th of June we have Metal Max Xeno Reborn on PS4 and the big one the quarry coming to PS5 and PS4. Boom! So uh, we got confirmation this week. Uh, so we'll be we will be provided a review copy from the lovely team over at 2K ANZ. So we Max and I will be playing that. Uh, we may even be doing some streams. Mm-hmm. Yes, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it's been a long time. If Ryan's internet's working, which is why we're not streaming. Well, we, it hasn't <laughs> dropped out today. It hasn't dropped out this entire call. Because we're not streaming. Because we're not streaming. So hopefully that's an improvement. Maybe my hacking of the possum bush has uh, assisted in my internet because the internet cable runs right through it. So we've had no drop-off. That's an improvement. That's a good sign. Neck minute stream dies. <laughs> yeah. So Max and I will hopefully play some local cop singers online multiplayer. Ain't a thing at the moment. Additionally, in the near future, Max and I will be recording an episode of more of the players. The the What was going to be a more frequent event that we just fucking didn't do because we got lazy and uh, my brain just didn't want me to exist. So like I've not really put a lot of focus into doing some more the players. However, uh, we'll be joined by our friend Cass uh, of... Uh, of, of uh, Hear Us Scream, uh, the anthology of uh, Voices of Horror. Uh, she's a friend, a, a great friend of ours and also a big horror movie uh, enthusiast. So to have her come in um, and break down the horror movies games is, I can't wait. I absolutely I cannot re- wait. I might re-download Until Dawn this week and give that another well, play I, through I, le- in the lead up to Oddly the enough, uh, Until Dawn is probably a good idea, especially because it's... Um, Fucking super massive. But like, for some reason, House of Ashes just got updated on my PlayStation. Mm. So maybe that maybe they'll do, maybe there'll be a big trailer for the next one this week. Honest, maybe they fixed her face. Yeah, that's fucking weird. So I, that, that, I still want to finish that at some point. So maybe I'll play that this week. I'll, I'll think about it. I'll try. Probably I won't, but I'll think about it. But yeah, Quarry I'm itching for. Um, yeah, that is right around the corner. Hopefully we, the code, when's it come out again? Seven? Oh, that's like, oh, I thought it was Tuesday. 
I was no. so itchy. But... Friday. Thursday, right. Friday. All right, well, first... Thursday, Friday. Thursday, Friday? I don't know. It's the, it's the fifth of the time of recording, so that would make it... Friday? Yeah, uh, what? The 10th? Yeah, next Friday. So maybe next Friday, Friday night, you and I will uh, do a stream. Play some, play some quarry. Or depending on when we get it. Maybe we get it earlier. Maybe we can do it earlier. Ooh. Fancy. Anyways, thank you everyone for joining us this week in this extended episode of uh, For the Plays as we talk about the state of play uh, and another bunch of random nonsense. Um, thank you. As we say each and every week, time is the greatest thing that you can give to someone. So thank you so much for once again choosing to spend that time listening to us, watching us, having us in your ear holes. Um, it never, never goes unappreciated. As we said at the start of the show, uh, this week or last week when this goes live uh, marks the eighth year um, from when Josh Saunders and I sat down for the first time uh, at uh, 94.7 The Pulse, the local radio station here in Geelong, and we did the first ever recording of The Pop Culturists. Um, and we did our first uh, run as a radio show, and then we merged and did some work with another company, and then we went solo, and then that's how we ended up getting, like, for the players and Young and the Wrestlers and Popcorn Spoilers and all the other stories that we did over the years. But yeah, uh, eight years. So when we say, I've been, when, I, when I say, you know, 10 plus years in the games media, eight of them are mine, Two of them are maxes. It's uh, it's it's insane that it's, it's been that long. It feels like such an absolute lifetime ago. Like in that time, yeah. I you know I I I I was married. I I built a house. I had a kid. I got separated in my own house. My kid goes to school now. A lot has happened in those eight years, Max. A lot has happened. For sure. <clears throat> but. One thing I can guarantee you is that next week we'll hopefully be... I can't guarantee you. Next week, hope, we hope to be back. Um, but until then, Max Sanders on home. Well, everyone, this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, you can come and check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures. If, if possums aren't attacking my internet, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening to us on podcast services, be, uh, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review if you are watching this on YouTube, sure to uh, give us a like, subscribe, and leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can by heading over to patreon.com slash thepopcultures, as well as our merchandise store, popcultures.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other sort of shit without logos on it. Or you can help support the show, help support the brands, help support us, just like Manscaped. If you head over to au.manscaped, use the promo code FTP, uh, you can get yourself 20% off and get free worldwide shipping. But... Until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players. Fucking possums, man. Fucking I possums. fucked up their nest too. So they, <laughs> they, they, I haven't heard them on the roof this evening. So oh, fingers crossed, little fuckers. You'll come out tomorrow morning. There'll be a, like a pile of shit outside your front door. Yeah, it would just be me getting gang beat up by a, a swarm of possums. Whatever a collective of possums is called. There'll be one of them at my door. I get this like knock and they get the shit kicked out of me. For the players. 